Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Are You Really Living podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Junior Bryce Vincent. Mr. Vincent is a television producer for CBS. Mr. Vincent is also a freelancer with Fubo TV and Vista TV. He is an expert with it comes to the game of football, also known as soccer in the United States. He is an advocate and activist for Haiti when it comes to sports and social issues. Let's welcome our host, Mr. Enrio Longchamp, and our guest, Mr. Junior Bryce Vincent. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Are You Really Living? Today, I have a good friend of mine back again for a second season, Mr. Bryce Vincent. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Always right. a pleasure to be with you. It's been a while. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about your favorite topic, which is soccer, which is football, uh, also known as soccer. So we're going to talk and refer to it as football, okay. this entire uh, interview. Let's talk about Mr. Lionel Messi. Can you briefly describe Lionel Messi's journey from his early days in Argentina to becoming one of the greatest football players of all time? For, for a second, I, I thought you were going to say my favorite player for a second. Oh, and I was or I was worried. I was worried for a second. No, you're going to say that because I was going to say to you, like, it's actually, it's, as of right now, it's Corvintina Dimone from Haiti. That that girl is she's just like killing everything. She's, she's, she's becoming one of the greatest ever. But we're here to talk about Messi. Messi, I mean, that name, it just describes footballs right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's like, if you talk about football, the first name you could say it would be Messi. Reason why, just mentioned Messi was born in Argentina. Messi had the regular, the, the always like the same little stories of mom as a cleaner, dad as a as a as a still factory worker. You know the the usual one. You know this guy might make it in football because of the talent he has mm-hmm. and you know the background family and everything. It, it, it's. It's fascinating when we talk about a guy that 11 years old, he was diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency, like like someone that, you know, it's basically like he had, he should grow. You didn't think this guy could be an athlete because it's difficult to be an athlete if you're not 100% like, like strong in terms of like showing, you know, uh, abilities in your bodies and, and such thing. But Messi has become one of the greatest, not just because of, his abilities of playing football, but also too, Messi in itself as a family guy is becoming more like a model for everyone watching football too. A model. This is why you can see Messi and LeBron James look like best friends because they are the same type of guy, family guy, talented, greatest of all time. Everything you can just put in, in, in that term, right? Yeah, it's it's just like for me, it's it just it's close to be the the greatest ever playing the sport. It's close to say that because we have Messi and Maradona. But I leave this for debate because I don't like saying who's the greatest of all time. So for me, let's just leave that as an open debate. So as of right now, he's the greatest. For this generation, yes, he's the greatest for his generation. For all, all time, I would not say it yet. It depends on how he ends his career to me. It, they still have some, maybe if he wins another World Cup, I would definitely say he's the greatest of all time because Pele won three. Maradona won one as well with Argentina and only won one Messi last, last year. I still think there's room, you know, for Maradona and Pele to still be the greatest of all time instead of Messi. So Messi only won one World Cup. Yes. Just so, one far. so far. Is he at the age that he could go for two more or he might be too old by the time he get to the third one? Two more is not going to be easy to do. I think one more because 
Messi's a smart guy. He knows how to maintain his body in a way as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's not because of the move in the MLS. I'm not saying MLS is an easy because the traveling is crazy in the MLS as well because it's a big country. To, to, to go from Miami to LA, it's, it's a long way. But Messi, I was just comparing him to LeBron. It's, it's also the same type of, of, of guys that, that maintain the body, that maintain, you know, in terms of, like you're saying, Messi is, is 35, but he's still playing as a 25, 27-year-old guy. So the way he takes care of, it, of his body mm-hmm. also has a big part of who he is and, and, and how many things he can achieve in his future. Right? But winning two World Cup will be difficult in New York. Probably one more in 2026. You mentioned MLS. Can you elaborate? Like, what does this stand for and what exactly is the MLS? MLS is, is the major, major League Soccer. It's, it's the, the league of, for the United States in terms of football or soccer, as we want to mention in, in the U.S. It's, it's where you have the, all the teams, all the club teams in the U.S. that go through a season. Then you have a Western and an Eastern uh, uh, conference playing football and for, for, for an entire season. But the best part about, about MLS is, is, is schedule. It's not the same as Europe. Mm-hmm. By the time right now the season in Europe starting right now in August, MLS will be over by November. So it's always like things always always defer to Europe. That's probably one of the good things for Messi as well too. A change of scenario, a change in terms of scheduling as well too. Can have time with your kids, you know, during the Christmas season and stuff like that. But in the other, in, uh, uh, on uh, another word, I would say that MLS and, and NBA are basically kind of the same thing. It's a private. It's private. Okay. Yeah, it's a private organization and teams, there is no relegation. You play an entire season, you make your money, then you go back to the next season. Pretty much. How did they go about recruiting him to come to play for Miami? That's, so that's a big question. I don't know the inside scoop. I don't know what David Beckham said to him, but I know the deal is really great. It's a great deal. Having Apple, Adidas, and MLS combined together to get you in the U.S., it's huge. It's huge. Um, details are not out completely yet, but we've heard there is a share, potential share and from Adidas and Apple TV that Messi will get. And he also get the same type of deal that David Beckham had when he joined the MLS with, with LA Galaxy. When you also have, you have a, a right to have to own your own team. When you, when you're done, you want to, you're done, you don't play soccer anymore. If you want to own a team, you're welcome to do it. And those are the things like, it's just like basically, it's, it's it's a legacy you're living, your kids and everything. It's just it's it's a normal. It's, it's just the best. Didn't the Saudi offer him a bigger paycheck than Miami? Yeah, a short term bigger paycheck. I don't know if you know the detail, but can you elaborate between the two deals? Well, by, by short term, I'm saying to you like like it's a lot of money up front by the Saudis. It was a lot of money up front. Okay. How much are we talking about? We're talking about 300 million. Jeez. Yeah. But that is basically nothing comparing to Messi in 10 years. It will, be, it will make way more money in 10 years. Way more money. Just imagine you buy an Apple, an Apple phone, any gadget you have from Apple, if Messi make five cents on it or two cents, three cents. It's, it's just more money in the long term. It's almost the same type of deal that, MJ had with Nike. Okay. Okay. And until now, MJ keep, MJ keeps making money with Nike. Yeah. Messi will be making a lot of money too. 
with Adidas, Apple, and MLS as well. Too. So in other words, there's no end date. There's no end date. No, it's a share. We have a share. It's the best. It's the best deal we can get. And you live in Miami. Yeah, you live in Miami. We live in Miami, which is a Latino um, state, pretty much. Florida is almost South Florida is a Latino state. We talk about Miami and Dade County. A lot of Latinos live in there. In Argentina, a lot of our Argentinians also live in Miami. So Messi is almost at home, pretty much, because it's a Spanish community next to him as well. Do you think Miami will be winning more and more games in the future? But this season is almost over. Miami is not going to make it to the playoff. That is. That's for sure. They're not going to make it to the playoff. That's for sure. But they can make it further in the cup, MLS Cup, which is what what Messi played on Friday. I still believe um, Inter Miami have a lot of holes to fill in terms of you know the team completely defensively as well. As you can see, I saw the team playing several times, and defensively, it's it's not as strong as you know as Messi or anyone would want a team to be. But whenever you have Messi, anything is possible. You saw on Friday. Yeah, that was a great game. In 94th minute. I mean, as soon the fouls committed, I said it. I said it. It's it just like it was written somewhere. Mm-hmm. You give Messi a free kick and he's exactly where he's, he's at the range, the Messi range, you call it. It's it's like 95% chance Messi will put this away. Because it's just like the pressure is in fact the pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And you can see everybody had the phone ready. Messi was called out, and he did. And he did. What What is his playing style, and what position does he play for somebody who doesn't know? There is a lot of you can describe Messi's position in a lot of way, but he's 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 a midfielder. He's a creative creative midfielder. They call that. They also call it a false nine because he played behind a striker mm-hmm. for Argentina. That's basically the way he plays for in Argentina. Lautaro Martinez in front of him, and Messi behind Lautaro. But Messi can play anywhere for. Except as a number nine, of course, he doesn't have the ability in terms of like height and everything, but Messi can play everywhere or far, that's for sure. The only way to stop Messi is by fouling Messi. If you foul Messi, you stop him. It's the easiest way to do it. You can't take the ball away from Messi. His playing style is, is, is you will find an open man. Even if you don't see the open man, Messi make you see an open man. You can't, we might be looking at the game and see no, no options or far. Messi sees a different way. You see an option that you don't see. That's just... It's just an ability that greatest, the greatest of all time to have. And Messi, throughout, throughout his entire career, he proved it over and over that he is one of the greatest. Soccer arena, would you say is a good rival to him? Is uh, Ronaldo a, a rival to him or nobody can come? I mean, Ronaldo will, will always remain a rival to Messi. But after the, the World Cup, I think it, it's just that conversation kind of like lost a little bit of steam, I would say. Because he, other people would, would try to like keep the conversation going, and you know, because it's money, it's business. You want to have, we want Messi to have a rival. After winning the World Cup in 2022, my friend, I think Messi just just surpassed Ronaldo completely. And you could even say after Messi won his seventh Ballon d'Or as well, it's just like Ronaldo was left behind. <laughs> we, it's just like we 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 love Ronaldo. I love Ronaldo, but. If we're talking truthfully, like this is not a conversation anymore. I think Messi become more a part of uh, what I do in our conversation and Pele conversation. That one other conversation is left behind. It's just like we're talking now, is he the GOAT? Is he the greatest of all time? That is the conversation. We already know for his generation, he is the greatest ever playing the game. That is, that is 100% right. 
Now, the type of deal he has with Miami, can he essentially go back to Argentina, play in the World Cup, and come back? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah, it's really possible. Remember, the World Cup is going to be in the U.S. in 2026. Oh, yes. It's going to be in the U.S. in 2026, which is, which, which is, to me, I'm going to say that because I believe this move, I was saying to you that Messi is so smart as well. This move, it's not just about Messi and the MLS. It's also about Messi getting himself ready for the 2026 World Cup as well. We're talking about the same country that's going to host the World Cup. And that that's the World Cup for me. He says that he might, he's just going to be playing for two more years and see you know, how his body handles it. Now, Messi will play one more World Cup. We know that. He will play one more World Cup. The thing about him being in the U.S., it's such a huge, a huge move for for football in the U.S. We, did I mention that Pele came in and and also uh, and uh, back in the day Pele came in the U.S. in 1975, which was the biggest move in in yep NASL history at the time. We're talking Pele. He only played for three seasons there for the Cosmo, New York Cosmo. But this right now, we're talking about a guy that just won a World Cup. He's not retiring right now. He's still playing at the highest level, and he is in the U.S. That shows you how much this can, this will be great for U.S. soccer. Imagine every kid will watch Messi, and they will want to become the next Messi. I love football because I had my favorite player playing, El Fenomeno Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him play, I want to go play because I want to do everything he just did. That's the way you become more passionate. You love the game even more by watching your favorite players. And now he's, he's home now. He's here in the U.S. Every single kid that was at the stadium, believe me, they will go the next day, put the ball, uh, put the ball on, uh, on the floor and try to, try to replicate the same thing that Messi did yesterday. That's how you're becoming more, you, be, you, be, like, you become a more soccer country, a football country, by having more kids becoming passionate to the game. You never know, after 10, 15 years, U.S. might even be one of the greatest teams of all time because we're getting there. Can the U.S. approach him and have him play for the U.S. team in the next World Cup? No, nah, no, nah, so, so that can't happen. No, you can't choose. You can't play for two different national teams after you no. play for the senior. No, it, let's say if he says, okay, I'm going to play for Argentina. He can't. He can't. He That's can't. not no, possible. No, no, no. no can't do that. Why not? Because those are the rules. Those are the rules. If you play for, you can play for different national teams. That's not a senior national team. Once you play for the senior national team, like the the big team, we're saying like you can't just go and change nationality. You can play for different under twenty. You can play for different under seventy. But once you play for the senior national team, you can't just go back and play for different. Those are the rules. So right now he's still he doesn't have U.S. citizen. He's He's like a resident or... Yes, he's just like a resident in the, yeah, in the U.S. Yes, and playing. But if he were to switch becoming a U.S. citizen, can he then play for the U.S. team? No, he's just going to have a U.S. passport. That's it. You can't play because you already represent Argentina. Right? You can't just change a national team, whatever you feel like. Those are the FIFA rules. Uh, and uh, I have Messi with never. That would, that would definitely damage his legacy as well, too. Now, I understand I didn't know it worked that way. No. I was thinking, you know, you just choose you. You're a great player, and then you choose to play wherever you want. No, this is why most of the time some players, you know, lose a chance to play for a team that they might have more opportunity. Sometimes a lot of uh, I mean, Haitians and Jamaican you know, with the French and, and England relationship, a lot of Jamaican or in England, they play for England one or two times. 
and they lose their chance to play for Jamaica, that they could have been, they could have had a, like a, a bigger opportunity because Jamaica list of players are way less than England chances of playing for. Mm-hmm. So once you play for another national team, you lose your chance to play for your second national team. That's why it's always gotta be wise before you make those decisions. And as of now, a lot of Jamaicans are doing it now. Yeah. They are playing for Jamaica now instead of playing for England. Instead of waiting for England to call them up and not and never call them again. Can you provide an overview of the history of the Haney women national football team? Oh, the, the, now we're getting to the really good topic now. Well, if we're talking about that team, the team in the World Cup right now, correct. My friend, it's just, I'm so proud of that team, really. And it's not right now in Rio. This team started doing, started making us proud since 2018. That same generation qualified to the under 20 World Cup in 2018. Okay. And for us, and they had the same players to Monet. Uh, 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 you, you had uh, Bacheba as well on that team. Maybe Amodizir also was on that team. Limar also was on that team. Unfortunately, she's hurt right now. Mm-hmm. She's going to miss the rest of the World Cup. You can say, to be honest with you, I, I, I would say that 2016 till 2020, that Haney structuring football style had a lot of, we had like promising players coming from it. Okay. Unfortunately, you know what's going on in the country right now. There is no more competition. The league is not playing. We don't have the league currently right now. And there is no Asian football right now back home. So which means... Having all those girls in 2018 had a chance to go play in, in France that kept them playing is huge for us. Because if they're in Haiti right now, we, would not have the, we wouldn't have the same chance to be playing in the World Cup because they wouldn't be playing football. They wouldn't be playing soccer right now. But this generation, to me, I'll go back in 2018 to say that to you because in 2018, they were so good in 2018, that gave them a chance to play in France, to play in bigger clubs, outsiders and everything. Now... Whatever happened in Haiti did affect them. And this is why we still had a team going, still still had a team playing, that currently playing a walk-up, making us proud. We played England on Friday. That was England, number four in the world. Everybody expected a blowout. They thought this was going to be a walk in the park, a 7 nothing, a 10 nothing. They expected that. And it, it, it usually happened in real. It was happened in the previous walk-up. USA put, usually put 17, 12, they guess they get small nation team. But things are changing. Vietnam, US it couldn't put five past Vietnam the other day. It's just those are the things that shows you us in Haiti, since we're so passionate of football, if we had at least we don't want to do politics and everything, but if we had at least someone responsible, that would put, you know, put some organized things for Haiti. Having us, you know, playing the football in Haiti, having us at least have a stadium. A, a, a stadium that at least a level international level, I would say, and having those 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 Haitian kids, you know, playing early age, teach them the 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 the, the best way, having a foundation of football. There's we'd never know exactly at what level. Press to the last Friday's game. Do you believe if it wasn't for that penalty kick, do you think it was a fair call? Yeah, it was a fair call. You can't put you can't. Put your hand. You can't hand the ball in your own box. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's a fair call. Do you think if it wasn't for that, it would have gone to zero to nothing? Zero, zero. It's it's difficult to say because the game is so 
soccer is, is a difficult game to predict. Anything can happen. At the same time, I could say if uh, Borgela scored that first chance we had, maybe we could have won the game as well too. Then again, she's one of the best strikers we have. We're not going to stay in that. But I, I believe if we didn't let... We gave England the game, will it? We gave them the game. If we didn't beat ourselves, uh, I believe we would have made them suffer even more. Because mm-hmm. after the score, England was more like comfortable a little bit. They were very comfortable in a sense of all they had to do is hold possession, don't pad it, and don't make mistakes on the back, which they still had some issues with because our, our way of playing, the counter style of play with, with Dumoni in midfield, we still give them problems, give them issues. If they didn't score that goal, if we give them that chance to, you know, to score the first goal with that, the penalty, I believe anything could have happened in that game. Anything. And it doesn't matter to me right now because you know you've seen Yahoo Sports, you're seeing BBC, you're seeing um, Fox Sports right now, Fox Soccer as well, Alexi Lalas. You're seeing everybody is talking about Haiti because they didn't expect that. This, this is probably the surprise of the first round. Haiti was the surprise of the, of the first round. Everyone expected England to, to, to win comfortably. But no, it didn't happen. And those are the things, as a football fan, I feel like, as a Haitian, I feel like I'm proud of it, you know? Even though we lost the game, even though we lost the game, Alexis Lalas had Haiti today as one of the top 10 of, of his ranking so far for the tournament. It, it's, it's, it tells you everything that only thing we're missing is just like that little the essential responsibility, that legal leadership. That's all we need. Invest yeah. in football. Now, how many games do we have left? Two games left. Two games in the group stage. If we were, Haiti were to win those two games, what's going to happen next? If we win the two games, the next two games, yeah. we'll qualify for the next round. The, the next one will be the quarterfinal. We'll be the quarterfinal. Yes. And that would be huge. And we are, my friend, that would be huge if Haiti qualified for the next round. So they cannot miss the next two. We don't have to win the next two games, but we have to win one of them. And it will be ideal to win the next one. But we can't lose both. It doesn't matter by how many points. Can it be one nothing or it has to be a few points? How many goals? That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There is goal differences. But if you win both games, which is six points, three each game, it won't matter how many goals because you're definitely going to beat the two teams that didn't beat two games. That's what it means, like. If you beat the next two teams, it, it means like those two teams didn't didn't beat two teams because we know England will go through the next round because they are the best teams of the group. Which means anyone that need to go through besides us right now, they need to beat England. And when we play England, all we got to do now is either beat China or Denmark. That's the thing. Hey, do. we are playing China next. We're playing China next where, Friday. Where are we playing China? I don't know exactly the place we're playing China next, but it will be it will be uh, I believe it is in Australia, not New Zealand. It, it is it is a lot of traveling as well. It's 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 a killer too. Okay, so five six hours flying. So the games are not playing the same arena. No, the entire season. No, no, you travel different cities to go Brisbane. You travel different cities to go and play. Yeah. And we're talking about different countries. We're talking about different countries. Yeah, wow. we're talking about flying hours. Yeah. Who fits those bills? Is it the Haitian Federation or Haitian? No, once, once you're in the World Cup, FIFA takes care, takes care of everything. That's the way it goes. Like, if you're in the World Cup, you qualify for the World Cup, FIFA will take care of everything. Hotel stay, flying, and everything. That's, that's done. 
you're one of the 32 teams qualifying the men's World Cup. Same thing for the women's World Cup. FIFA will provide everything that needs to be for that. So you get knocked out and go home and they don't responsible for you anymore. That's the way it is. In every competition, every tournament, that's the way it is. Same thing with the Gold Cup. I saw the Haiti qualify for the Gold Cup. You come to the U.S. Um, CONCACAF takes take, 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 take care of everything you need okay. to do. So now the goal is for them to win the next two or one win one of the next. So two. at least win one and draw the next. At least four points out of six for the next two games. Okay, that's and the idea. And then we'll be qualified for. We'll be qualified for the qualifying. That's the goal. That is winning it is the goal. If you can win it, I'll take it. Now all all the team members they are Haitian. Well, they they have you have to be Haitian, which means you can have double nationality mm-hmm. as well because. Who can be French Haitian, American Haitian? It's 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 that's what we were talking about earlier. We we're talking about you can play for for Haiti and and the senior level, but once you choose to play for Haiti, you cannot back and play for the U.S. Um, so a lot of our players are actually French Haitian. Some are also American Haitian American, but this team is pretty much Haitian as well. A lot of those players are from Haiti. They were they were they were in Haiti. We, we they that they started playing soccer in Haiti, you know, for Tigres, those clubs in Haiti as well too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the base of the team is hundred percent from Haiti, from Kwadebuke, Sandadu, and then Kwadebuke and everything. That's that's what it is. Why are you so passionate about the game? Well, there's nothing better. There's nothing better than that. It's just there's something about this game. It's it, it makes you feel. Especially when it goes well for you and your team, it, it fills you in. It fills me in it in a way of I am I am so passionate of it. I, I I love it so much that I feel I am a part of it. Currently, I'm not in Australia or New Zealand, but I feel like I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I am so involved with the team, and I, I I need to be. I need to encourage them. I need to to be have a positive mind. You know, still always pushing to be become better than they are. As I went to uh, Charlotte and North Carolina when Haiti was playing on Dubas, mm-hmm. my wife was next to me and, and she was like, I can't do this because it's too stressful. You know, we, I, I was like, yes, it is. It, it, feels you, it, it makes you feel alive as well. Of course, it makes you feel sad when things don't go your way. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the best feeling ever. Like when you're seeing your, your, your team getting, you know, still in the headlines everywhere. Like we just mentioned, Fox Soccer is is, is talking about Haiti, and we have so many negative things about Haiti. In a way, like it, it, it's not just about me loving the game. It's more also when it's Haiti doing great in soccer, it takes me to another level of passion. But I, I was raised a soccer fan. I was born a soccer fan. My dad, my brother, my sister. Everybody watched soccer in the early age. I was watching the 1994 World Cup, and I was just a little baby, a little kid. I remember Dunga missing. I mean, Dunga taking a penalty kick. My dad, my dad predicted he was gonna miss. Just, he's a he's a result fan, but he predicted he was gonna miss just because you know the superstition. You, you know, like yeah. ah, this guy he's gonna miss. But then again, you see it like he scored, and he was the first one jumping when Dunga scored after he thought he was gonna miss. All of those things I was watching in an early age make me feel like this is the sport for me. This is 
what I am. I am a soccer fan. I am a football fan. And then when I start playing it too, and I start watching Ronaldo El Phenomeno, my favorite of all time, it makes me feel even more connected with this. You know, I, I just like, I become an Inter fan because he played for Inter Milan. I become more passionate into watching other leagues and everything else because Ronaldo went to Real Madrid. I started watching Real Madrid as well in La Liga. It just takes you, it's like you're traveling through the game. Mm-hmm. For like every every stage of your life, I travel. I become more passionate to it, and I understand uh, the the game itself. Why a defender is supposed to be playing this way, the mental aspect of it, the physical aspect of it, and understand. You know, sometimes things might not go your way in sports. You gotta understand it's also just a sport, and there's a life aspect as as well too. Yeah. When you don't like, like you don't want to like be. That person getting angry because your team didn't, you know, they didn't win and everything like that. And also, it becomes a job for me now. It becomes my job. It becomes my job, and uh, because of my passion, I don't feel like I work in sports. I feel like it's just another day I, I go to work and watch soccer and get paid for. Yeah. It. That's basically what that is. So you're basically doing the definition of are you really living? Are you really living? So with that being said, before we close, who's your hero? Do you have a hero, somebody you look up to? Yeah, I have several ones, really. But I, I would say my dad would be the first one because at an early age, he, he, he told me something that he doesn't, he doesn't talk that much. But when he says things, mm-hmm. he basically gives you a key to, to a door that, you know, that could take you anywhere you want in terms of being successful in your life. He told me once, like, I still use this in my life. He says, there will be a time I can't control what you do, but I want you to know whatever you do in life, make sure you do it because you want to do it, not because you got influenced by anyone. Don't ever let anyone tell you, this is cool, you should do that. This is the way you should go. This is a new start and anything. And for some reason, I, I was a kid. It makes me feel like that's probably one of the reasons I become more responsible. I I I I started like become more more like the old young man, you know, that young man, like really like, you can't tell me what to do, basically, in school. And when I come to the U.S. as well, too, there's always this this idea of uh, U.S., you know, change you as a person, if you're, if you're with the wrong crowd, the wrong people, and everything. And that's one thing I, I was never worried about. And my family was never worried about it because they know this guy will never do anything. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I don't do bad things. You do bad things, but I do bad things because I do them myself, not because someone else so in other made me do it. You don't get influenced. I don't get influenced at all, my friend. If I'm going to spend $5, I'll spend $5 because I want to, mm-hmm. not because anyone make me do it. Yeah. Basically, that's what it does. That, that, that would be my dad and I was several other guys as well too and, and, and a lot of women in my life too. My mom, is she's, she's amazing. She's great. She's a great business person. Uh, she's to me. I, I just that's the definition of of are you really living? To be honest, your mom. She, my mom is that mm-hmm. definition of that. I, she's just she just found a way to come to the U.S. and and make a life for herself. Basically, she did that. They say there's no American dream. I think she she kind of lived that. She 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 did it. Yeah, she did it. You know, she did it. If she doesn't want to work anymore, she she just might just not work anymore. And that's good for someone like yeah. you know, saying like, hey, you come to a, from a third world country, 
and you come to the US and kind of build something for you and your family. That's great. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you for stopping by Are You Living. Pleasure to talk to you, man. Always a pleasure. I hope to talk to you soon. And if the the woman um football team what do you mean if when the yeah. women's football team better when they make it to the I'm final thinking. okay absolutely once they make it to the final uh, we're definitely gonna have to stop by so we can talk about you know not just make it i better win it because if i don't win it i might be in bed for a couple of days i might not get up so so we're gonna we're gonna put this on here on the podcast that they are gonna win the, the world cup it's gonna happen yeah that's all we want so we're going to come back and revisit this and see that they won. Yes. So with that being said, thank you so much for stopping by. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks for having me. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Are You Really Living podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Keep listening. Keep learning and keep growing. And most importantly, keep living your best life. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.